The land of elsewhere. A world of mystery and magic, where nothing is quite as it seems. Formed by the god of creation, Autumn, once long ago. Now most of the gods have turned their back on this land. Magic runs wild, and monsters of unfathomable terror stalk the night. Still, good will find a way to overturn evil, or at least that's what they say. Only the sands of time will tell. Prepare yourself, adventurer, for once you step outside your home and start your journey, there's no turning back. Now go, with God's speed, and heal this world before it's too late. Welcome to Elsewhere. Welcome to Dungeon Tales, a audio-enhanced, live-played experience. Join us as we journey through the land of elsewhere and beyond, meeting new friends along the way. I am your host, Kaiser Stardust, and if you're ready for an adventure, then join in to partake of a grand experience. Welcome to Dungeon Tales. I want to ask in this situation, Akakta, you are out here with the crowd of other people just kind of like milling around and, and everyone's trying to kind of figure out what's going on. Alex, Tony, Vichy, and Sands is probably somewhere nearby. But what are you doing in this situation? I'm climbing a tree. Okay, you're climbing a tree. All right, so this will be a, a good vantage point for you. As you climb to the top of this tree, you survey basically the entirety of this scene that is about to unfold you can see all of the crowds of students and teachers people trying to talk to their students and things and try and get everybody calm and situated in orderly fashion as of right now you know you're you're you can see that it does appear that something is kind of going on with with the college it seems like maybe like the lights are off or something but you're not sure exactly what's going on there but as uh, as you're trying to kind of just survey the scene, you hear, well, you first see this huge spiraling dark cloud center over the college. And this weird unearthly green light starts to kind of radiate down almost like uh, the rays of, of sunshine if there was any sun that hasn't, that at this current point hasn't been blacked out unfortunately. But this green light starts to radiate down, casting the uh, the land below in this very weird, unearthly, almost, I would say, just a very unnatural twilight. If you were to put just a green filter over the land and then just basically lower the brightness down all the way almost to, to where you hardly can see anything. For you, Smokey, it doesn't really matter because Cacta has night vision. But with that being said, you know, you see some of the uh, some of the teachers and students uh, raising their wands and kind of casting press digitation light spells 
so that the area is kind of illuminated. So to kind of put it in perspective, uh, you do see just these almost like little lighters kind of just going like little lights of flames just kind of going on in diff- different areas of the crowd. So it, it's this very interesting contrast of very dark green with with small little bits of light here and there, almost kind of like at a, a Led Zeppelin concert or, or a Metallica concert, I feel like. Yeah, Santa's definitely there holding one up himself and he's swaying back and forth. Uh to some unknown tune that's in his head. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. As all of this is happening, you hear coming from this a green cloud a boom feminine voice, and it says, "Hello, citizens of the Fey." Is this the voice I'm really going with? Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me let me check something. I, I want to see if I can. Yeah, yeah. Try that again. Try that again. Hello, citizens. This is my normal voice. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Hello and welcome to Verizon. <laughs> oh dear God! Everybody, run! It's Verizon. Hold on, guys. I got it. I think that this is going to require a special guest. So, uh, introducing Bo Tricks. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing service. After the beep, <laughs> please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. Okay, okay, thank you so much. Oh, no. If you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured Skype correctly. If you hear this yeah. message, but not oh, your own voice, something is wrong with your audio recording settings. microphone settings or visit Skype.com for more help. Oh, thank you for oh, using Skype call testing the Goodbye. This sand goes right off. They actually exited left. They says Echo Sound Test Service left. Oh goodness. Okay. All right. Whoa, man. Wow. If we don't get an Emmy for that, I don't know. You know, I don't know if there's any hope for this uh, podcast. Goodness. Uh, that's definitely going in the bloopers somewhere. I, I gotta have to edit that in. That editor, editor. That's for the bloopers. Don't, don't, don't you, don't, don't you dare delete that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Turns out all like it gets. Like, what you were just saying is corrupted, so all the editor hears is, delete that. You hear this booming voice coming from the heavens, of, and it says the following. Hello, citizens of the Feywild. You may have heard of me before. My name is Bo Trix, goddess of war and disease, daughter of the end, sister of the Reaper and newly appointed ruler of Shadowfell and the Material Plane. I want to extend a formal invitation to you all to join my legion while you still have time, as I now own dominion over Shadowfell and the Material Plane. Before you get any ideas, any would-be heroes that plan or have planned to stop me have already been wished away to normal mundane lives. Cacta, give me a perception check, please. That's an 11. Okay. With an 11, <laughs> you see like a, just a lot of people kind of just looking around, but you don't immediately see Tony. Would I get advantage since I am higher up? Sure, I'll let you reroll. First roll was higher anyways. <laughs> so as you as you look around, uh, as she's saying this, you see that people are just kind of milling around uneasily. Uh, you see people uh, kind of confused and, sh- and you hear murmurs of, 
what does she mean by that? And then they look around and you hear people kind of calling out for different people. You hear different people calling out for different people's names. And then you start to hear a small panic going through the crowd as as these calls for different people's names gets louder and louder. And you, as there's this brief pause in this monologue, you do not actively see Tony and you do not actively see V. You still see Sans, however, standing among the crowd with uh, with Alex. You see that Alex has rushed over to him. You see that uh, Sans has collapsed onto the ground. You're not exactly sure what's going on with that, but you are too far away to hear what is going on. But you do see that a conversation is happening between him and Alex. This voice carries on. Lastly, for good measure, Genie, for my last wish, I want all magic items of this perverse age to be stripped of their power. And you are not able to fully hear a response. You hear another person talking, but you are not able to hear a response. But she continues. I hope that you all make the right choice, for your days are numbered. With that... This voice ends, the cloud goes away, and then you hear a huge, ear-deafening crashing. As you look over, you see that huge sections of the Mages College, especially that tower where uh, you guys did your broom classes, is now falling. Whatever was holding it up is now falling into the ground. You see that some of the uh, mages instinctively reach for their wands to try to stop this, but uh, you see that their wands do not work at all. They are unable to stop this as this huge structure crashes into the ground. Simultaneously, you see that a huge support beams of this uh, of this college that was holding it in place start to fall. Uh, You see more structures and additional buildings start to fall as this entire castle starts to implode in on itself. This once huge mages college is, is slowly crumbling down from story to story and you see lights being shut off as, as it is falling in on itself. A huge dust cloud is rolling out from this debris as people turn their backs to it and try and cloak themselves with their uh, cloaks and, and try to make sure that they are not getting hit with this debris. You see people screaming and trying to kind of move away from this area. It doesn't look like anyone is actively getting trapped in this situation because you guys are further enough from this. But as the smoke clears, there is only one thing that is really left in this rubble. You see the statue of Bahamut in the middle of this ruins, surrounded by broken walls and uh, broken bits of the college. You see that there is a small clearing around this statue, and you see that Bahamut is still sitting there, motionless, and he is uh, holding that huge orb of, of light. But as you focus in on that cacti, you can see that this light seems to be moving faster. And you don't know if it's a trick of the eye or not, but you feel as though you can see Bahamut looking directly back at you. I'm going to wave. <laughs> there is no returned wave <laughs> to that at all. <laughs> Hey, you got to admit. <laughs> Good God. 
That really, that really took my whole narrative and just like crashed into a wall. And, and every once in a while, in the distance, he hears "Iron Body," and then a loud crash, and then another "Iron Body," and then another loud crashes. He assumes that guy from that date he had is somewhere out there trying to save people. Maybe. Just maybe it's Maybelline. And with that, you see people, again, just kind of confused and, and, and people kind of milling around in this area. As the smoke is clearing, you see people just checking around on people, making sure people are okay. You see some of the teachers trying to take attendance of who all is still here. What are you doing in this instance, Cacta? Oh, there's one last thing that you see. This is something I'm just going to auto give you. You look back on that scene because you had already noticed it. You look back on that scene where Alex and Sans were, and you see Alex kind of just kneeling before what seems to be maybe a piece of cloth or something. You recognize this cloth to possibly be some of Sans's clothes, but you do not see Sans there. Sans is not there at all, and you see just Alex kind of kneeling over the area and and just kind of sitting there. Um. But yes, what are you doing in this instance? Well, seeing as the dragon survived, looks like I'm climbing a dragon. As you start heading over there, Alex sees you in the crowd and rushes up to you. And he says, Cacta, Cacta, uh, ha- ha- have you seen Vichy? Tony? I-, I-, I can't find anyone. Uh, you're the only one I've seen so far. I, I-, I thought for sure that-, that-, that when they said that all would-be heroes or heroes, you would be among those people who would have been wished away. I guess I I kind of know my situation, but have you seen Tony or, or Vichy? They weren't in the crowd, no? No, no, I, ha- I haven't seen them in the crowd at all. I- I've been down here, I don't know where you are, but no, I, I-, I haven't seen them here. No, I definitely haven't seen him. Wasn't that that one lady who liked tying people up? Tying people up? Oh, you're referring to that one lady back at the 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 house. No. The mansion, yeah. No, no. This lady said her name was Bo Tricks. I think I think they're different people. I I, I know when we're back at the um Back at the house, I know that one sorceress was talking about a Botrix, so this must be the, the lady that she was referring to. But doesn't that lady take orders directly from her? Therefore, she tied us up? I suppose I'm following the train of logic that you are on. Yes, I guess that could be the case. Interesting. Anyways, we should probably try and look around for the others. I, I'm not sure where they are, but... I, I I do want to let you know, Cacta, I, I don't know how to say this, but Sans is gone. During the course of that situation, I, I don't I don't know what happened exactly, but he was saying that something was wrong with him and and then he he handed me he handed me something, but then a, a, after that then he just kind of faded away. And I I, I I don't know where don't I don't know if he's still here or or what that situation is, but as of right now he is gone. So, it looks like it's up to me, then. Yeah, as someone once said, you're the real Slim Shady now, so uh, what what should we do? (laughs) 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 I don't know who said this. I think I read it on a poster or something. (laughs) This looks like a job for me, I think. I don't (laughs) know. Good God. Okay, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, uh, that was completely uncalled for on destroying my own story. It was definitely, it was definitely worth it. Anyways, yeah, I'm not sure really where we can, where we should start going from here. Do you have any recommendations, Cacta? I know we don't really talk too much. Uh, I'm going to glance at my necklace for my sister. You glance at the, uh, the necklace. It doesn't seem to be active right now. Was there something specifically that you were trying to do with that? It was more of seeing if there was like a message or anything waiting, like any explanation as to what's going on for my sister. Okay. Yeah, at this uh, this current time, no, there's no, there's nothing indicating that there's anything waiting there. Well, I don't know what we can do. My sister hasn't really gotten back to me about anything that's going on. And I mean, I was just going to go climb the dragon. Somehow he survived all this. Well, I don't know if climbing a dragon will really help us in our current situation, but I'm sorry, wait, you said that uh, you were waiting a message from your sister. Is that correct? Yeah. Was, wasn't she the one who went to the other side of that portal, though? I, I thought she went with Nightfall. I guess there's just a lot happening. I'm trying to kind of make sure I'm following all the bases here. I don't understand all of it but i think she's still on our side well i i suppose that's at least something so i guess good on that you know i at at this point by the way alex uh, has interrupted his own conversation he's looking back at the college that's a real shame i i was really wanting to take some classes there and this botrix lady really kind of ruined that for me but uh the uh, show must go on, I guess. Mentioning the classes, my character's going to remember that the library was part of that building that collapsed. So now I'm going to be busy trying to find where the library was to rescue as many books as I can. And with this thought, uh, Alex says, well, you did mention the dragon. I suppose we can head over there and see, you know, if there's anything of importance over there. I, I think right now, I'm assuming that school is either out of session for the rest of the semester or possibly just forever and if school is out forever then i i guess i don't really have anything else going on so yeah i guess should we like try and see if there's anybody like trapped in the rubble or just like head over like what, what do you want to do well i've been doing most of my learning through books and i just remembered the library would have collapsed along with the rest of the building hmm yeah you know Hmm. You see Alex stroking his beard and he says, think about it. I, I think I remember somebody when I was over there at the library, it was very briefly, I, I was going over there looking for a map because I was trying to find everyone. Anyways, from what somebody was saying, there was, I guess, an, a, a subsection of the library underground. I guess they have like a lower level. So maybe that's still intact. I'm not sure. Lower level? I I don't think I've been down there. Uh, I know I haven't either, so I wouldn't know where to start with that, but, I mean, it might be a good clue um, if you're wanting to check and see if there's anything in the library that might be able to help us. Oh, my God. Library dungeon. I'm not saying that there's a library dungeon. I'm just saying there might be a library dungeon. I, this is... I don't know why I'm doing this in character. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, why were you, I wasn't even doing <laughs> I, was, I was just realizing that a holy... <laughs> this is literally going to be a library dungeon. Lots of books, dungeon, maybe a couple of enemies to fight, even if it's just rats. Maybe. 
<laughs> just a bunch of just a just a bunch of mud crabs. Hey, uh, hey, Smokey. I, I mean, Cacta. Oh, Ohio, fourth wall break. <laughs> yes, you cold. There now, there's now Smokey <laughs> and Cacta standing simultaneously next to each other. No, not even next to each other. Just in the same space. Like Cacta's just like lying on my head. Oh God! Oh God! This is not what I meant to do at all. <laughs> You have summoned me, oh little one. Oh God! What is it you desire? Oh, oh nothing anymore. Goodbye. It's least campaign. All right, okay, all right. Let's let's backtrack. Good God, I don't know what what's happening tonight. God, this is gonna make so many good blooper reels. I'm really not trying to purposely expand that folder, but anyways, I mean, you need stuff for the people who are Patreon subscribers, so you're getting plenty of content. But anyway, let's jump back into character. You see, you see Alex looking over at something, and he says. Hey, uh, Smokey, uh, uh, damn it, I did it again! <laughs> Pop back into existence? You called no, not, again? No, no, I didn't call you. I don't need you. <laughs> just walks over, just like to the side of the building, just <laughs> waiting to be told on again. What is going on? <laughs> okay. Let's try this again. Alex looks over towards something off in the distance and he says, A cacta. Is it just me or is that dragon looking at us? He is pointing off back towards the, the direction. And as you look over, you do see that the dragon is still looking at you, but you guys have moved from the location that you were over to a different location. And it's like its gaze is still following you. Oh, yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure that spell's destabilizing. Probably not very good for us. Hmm, it's almost like someone's reaching forth from some other campaign to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> How do you... So random if she walks by and says, hey, hey, stop breaking the narrative. <laughs> Alex looks at you and says, I, wait a second. Were you metagaming? <laughs> No. I mean, obviously, if he's moving as quickly as he is... How do you know this information? <laughs> oh, Jedi, we tell me! About, we were told about the spell at the introduction of get, getting here. Wow, you're so intelligent! <laughs> okay, let's backtrack. <laughs> it's called paying attention! Oh my god! It's happening! Someone's actually paying attention to Seriously, though, I actually do, like, pay attention quite well to what goes on, so I'm able to actually pull up just these random things. Because technically, our our characters were already informed about the spell that's around him. So the fact that he's moving as quickly as he is makes sense to my character that, hey, the spell, the spell has to be destabilizing. Okay, all right, okay, okay. Well, if that's the case, then let me back up and not steal your thunder, then. Editor, I'm so sorry for... Just, just all of <laughs> this poor just editor. All of this, yeah. Three, two, one. So at this point, stands. Uh, Al oh, Alex has already finished their sentence. Uh, so just carry on for what you were going to say. Just say it again, just for the record. <laughs> well, based on the looks of it, it looks like the spell's destabilizing. So I don't think that's going to be very good for us. Jinkies. Okay, Valma. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving 
that that Alex embodied Velma <laughs> turns out the mystery like the the whole gang was actually at the school during all of this. Oh God, I, am I am I dying? Have I died? And this is purgatory. Good God. <laughs> well, at least I'm surrounded by friends. And after that expelled, Alex says, "Oh, sorry, that's a little out of character for me to say." What? We should go take a look at that, I suppose. I guess. All right, so we'll go check out Dragon and then go check out Library. Got it. And with that, uh, you guys walk over to this clearing. So, Sans, as you're standing around the crowds of people watching the destruction of this college that you never really got to start, you feel like there may be a sense of loss there, but what is loss if you've never really begun? And as you're thinking this, the scene changes. All of a sudden, it's a little bit brighter. The birds maybe are chirping a little bit more louder. And as you look around, you're not where you were before. But were you ever really there in the first place? No. No? No, you don't think so. No, this is where you're supposed to be. That's right. You're delivering the slippers to Princess Dandelion. You're turning in your quest and cashing in the reward. Just like the hero of the story always does, right? Exactly. As you walk across the marble tile, these big, huge, crystalline marble squares that have been perfectly cut and aligned by expert hands. Or magic. Not really sure. It is very perfect. You set your eyes upon a throne seated before you. Dandelions and beautiful bouquets of flowers in crystalline vases, many of which you could never name, nor really care to. But they are very pretty to look at. They line each side of this beautiful open floor plan castle that puts nature first and architecture last, but somehow magically mingles the two into a breathtaking display of stonework and flower. And it all center points to the very far wall, where a throne of vines, branches, and beautiful, ornate bouquets. Sits a petite woman with a beautiful display of sunflowers in her hair. Very fair, complected, and elfish-like in nature. And she looks at you and she smiles. And she says, Oh, hey, Sans. Are those my slippers? After long last, I was starting to worry I was going to miss the ball. Well, here I am. They're all yours. Funny, I thought I had friends with me, but oh well, how do I get here? <laughs> because it doesn't matter. <laughs> here you go, you I just... Oh, Sans, you're my hero. Now I'll be able to attend the ball in record time. Stands up, takes the slippers. And she produces from seemingly nowhere a scepter with a that is literally a sunflower. And she whirls it around in her hand. And you see the petals of the... I was really dreading to worry. Thank you so much. Well, as promised, she the petals of this huge 
really unnaturally large sunflower wither in the wind. And then a huge golden light forms in almost an oval mirror shape and coalesces into what looks to be another world. And she says, as promised, here it is, the way back home. But wait, before you go, Sans, please, accept this gift. Actually, let's make it two. But here's your first one. And with that, she, again, from seemingly nowhere, is now holding a box. And it's a rectangular box that's kind of cylindrical. And she hands it to you. Do you open it? Yeah, sure. I, Sans reaches up. Hey, thanks. Wow. That's pretty nice. Ugh. Not gonna, not gonna be anything bad, is it? Oh, no, of course not. Please, All take right. a look. And he flips it open. Inside is a miniature version of what she is holding. It is a small sunflower that is almost wand-like. And she says, This will allow you to come back here to the Feywild any time that you like. I want to let you know no one has been offered this before since the sealing of the Great Veil between the two worlds. But oh, you know what? Fantastic. I like you, Sans, and I think that second chances should be offered. But, before you go, here is one last item. And this time, you are holding it. She doesn't produce it and hand it to you. You are just automatically holding it. It is this beautiful sword. It is a long sword. This long sword has a ivory handle. But vines scroll up this crystal sword. The blade itself is crystal, this bluish sky color that reflects everything that you look at. In the center of this blade, there is a gem-styled sunflower with a ruby in the middle instead of your traditional brown seeds. And it is blinding to look at. And she says, well, that's all I have for you, but hopefully this will be a token of my gratitude. Please feel free to make your way back home, Sans. And thank you again so much for helping out. No problem. And with that, she winks at you and clicks her heels. And all of a sudden you see a dazzling display of glitter just swirl around her. And as quickly as she is there, she is now gone. Do you walk through the portal? I take a moment to look around to see if I see any signs of anyone else with me, say uh, a gnome, perhaps a cat. Okay. As you take a look around, you start to take in something. You wouldn't say necessarily anything seems off. You have this nagging feeling that you do have friends. You don't know where they are. And as you start kind of mauling this idea over, 
new idea forms. Wait a second. Last time that I was talking to my friends, there was, what was it, a castle? Some sort of calamity. It all seems so distant to you. And then, as you're mauling this thought over, all of a sudden, everything starts to kind of go more gray. As if somebody is just sapping the color from this world, this beautiful, beautiful world that makes you want to weep with tears of joy just witnessing it. The beautifully purple flowers, the wonderful birds of multitudes of colors, the tropical trees, the the multicolored rainbows of grass, the lush fields. It's all of a sudden like someone's taking a vacuum and sucking away all of the color and everything just starts to look so, so mundane. Then, the sun... Was it always this dark? As you kind of stare up at the sky, the sun is no longer the sun. It is a moon. But this moon is not a normal moon. No. This moon, the energy's all wrong. And as you focus on this moon, you see a face. And that face is staring back at you. And it's smiling. A smile that's all wrong. It's not a happy smile. It's not a warm smile. No, this smile means you harm. And all of a sudden, it's talking to you. In your head. Around you. It's everywhere. You really think that this is reality? You're more foolish than I thought. The only reality that will be tangible to you will be when I'm crushing you. Under my foot. You're the one to blame for this, Sans, and I'll be seeing you soon. All right, so we are recording in three, two, and one. So you guys make your way over to the to the center of this rubble. You're having to, of course, climb over you know large chunks of a structural foundation that's fallen, you know, broken castle, things that used to be rooms and books, and you know, old, just broken everything. But you're able to get through this and make your way over to the clearing of this area. It is here that you see this dragon statue towering above you. This huge light of this spear cascading and blanketing the even now twilighty night into almost uh, daylight in this area. So as you guys are marveling upon it, you hear a voice in your heads and it says the following. Hello, little ones. Some of you more smaller than others. And you hear Alex look around and he says, Hey, that's that's kind of messed up. And then the voice continues. It seems dark days are upon us, but you have not been wished away. Judging from what I can see in your heart, I understand why. My name is Bahamut, and I have a task for you. You see, 
This spell in my hands is destabilizing. However, you already know that. If you can retrieve my son from the lower peninsula of the realm of the Fire Lizard King, I may have secrets that I can share that will help you in your journeys to come. For extra motivation. And as he says this, Cacta, he looks directly at you. And he continues on and he says, This includes the location of your father. Will you aid me? Wait, you know where my dad is? Yes, I know many things. And I feel like you've been looking for him for quite some time. But I will only give this information out if you are able to assist me. I mean, it sounds more like either I learn where my dad is or the entire world blows up. Ah, I see you have fighting spirit in you. Something tells me you have a kindred love for our kind and you seem to be a collector of how do you say small other creatures so maybe I should rephrase what I am saying this is more of a test specifically for you I'm gonna respond back in draconic You've got yourself a deal. He responds back in Draconic as well. Wonderful. If that is the case, I will tell you... Actually, he has switched back to common. I will show you I know where he is. And with this, in both of your minds, do you see this sandy desert... This desert seems to be with very few, still seldom, black trees that seem to have been scorched by some sort of heat. This rolling kind of red sand. You see that there is a, a tent encampment in this, in this oasis of sand and, and uh, scorched trees. And you see the tent pulls back and outsteps what looks to be a lizard folk. And this lizard folk is is bedazzled in, in every sort of gym that you can imagine along his his red scaly body. And you see him looking out into the sunset. And you and he thinks to himself, who the fuck did this to me while I slept? No, that's not what he thinks at all. He, <laughs> geez, why are we destroying this, this narrative? What are we doing? Science quiet you, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Die quietly. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said the word bedazzled, and I just couldn't help it. Bejeweled? Is this better? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Bejeweled? Wait, he was put into a video game? Oh, God. I knew you were going to make that reference. God damn it. Back in character. Back in character. He opens the tent, and he steps out, and you can see that this this is a lizard folk, and they are adorned with many different types of gems and necklaces. And you see that a relatively small but modest crown sits upon his head. And he looks off into the sunset of this land before 
a secondary gentleman steps out and this this gentleman is a lot more more buff and and surly than the than the, the previous gentleman who who had stepped out before but he has this huge sword on his back and you hear you hear him say sire i i suppose we should probably be getting going here relatively soon you know how these sands seem to slow our travels and this this lizard folk looks back at him and he says, I am resisting the urge to go very, very gay voice here. I don't know why there is a channeling of that, but... <laughs> because you decided to bedazzle him? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, guys. I just I really want to get out of this heat. It's so hot. Okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with that. Good god. Beach montage. <laughs> I, I okay, god. I'm okay. I I don't okay. That's all. That's all I'm giving that voice. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. is going back in the closet uh-huh. wherever it came uh-huh. from. <laughs> You're making your D&D character stay in the closet, eh? <laughs> Anyways, he says, "Yes." Yes, I suppose you are correct. And then the vision fades, and you hear Bahamut speak again. The one who is adorned with the crown, that is my son. If you can bring him to me, the transfer of power will allow me to get the rest that I need to be able to finish removing this spell from this world. I will await your return. And with that, the statue stops moving, and your minds grow quiet. Wow, what a headache that guy gave me. Ah, jeez. Did he have to shout the whole time? Ah, ah. As you look over, you see just Alex just rubbing his temples. (laughs) I'm just going to just, like, giggle to myself about this. What would you like to do in this situation, Cacta? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm laughing because I was about to reintroduce Smokey. Oh God! Smokey walk in, <laughs> just pour himself a cup of like lemonade. Why? No, absolutely not. Life gave me some lemon, so I went and made myself some lemonade. You guys want any? Why do you sound like a battle-worn veteran? <laughs> the things I've seen. Good God! Okay. All right, back back on back on track. Uh, what, uh, given all of this information, Smokey, what would you like to do in in this situation? Yes, I'm addressing you as your person. I'm not in character right now. Well, based on where we need to go, well, obviously, I still want to go to the library, but I think I'm also going to want to look for some face coverings because, from what it looked like, we're going to have to head out to the desert. Yes, it will be quite some time. Before you would be able, to, uh, before you would get down there, the lower peninsula is probably a good several weeks travel. So okay, so on the way there, we could look for some head coverings you, to protect ourselves from the sand. You would imagine that as you get further down, you'll probably see merchants that would be selling desert-appropriate gear and stuff. Yes, um, finding it on this side of the peninsula may prove a little bit more challenging. I would say that uh, normally speaking, the Mages College would have that, but given the current circumstance. <laughs> what mage's college exactly oh, oh i see are some ruins as you turn your attention kind of back towards towards the college you do see that there are now students and teachers milling their way through things and as you're looking around you notice that there is one individual who is not moving he 
is uh, you see that he's wearing this kind of long, billowy cloak. And his hood is cast over his, his face. You see he's holding what looks to be some sort of like oval object, but he is, has it wrapped around his uh, in his embrace, uh, and he's kind of cradling it in such a way that uh, you can't really see exactly what it is. But even though you can't see his face, it's almost like you can tell that he's looking at you through this crowd of, of people who are just kind of milling around. And you see him hold up one, one of his arms, and he does a beckoning motion with his hand. For you to come over. Do you? Yeah, I guess I'll walk over. We are going to cut back to Sands. Sands, all of a sudden you are now hearing another voice. Sands! Sands! Sands, what's going on? Are, are you okay? And now you are blinking awake. Was it all a dream? It's hard to tell. But now you're looking at the familiar face of Alexander. But instead of his cheerful-go-lucky smile, he looks worried. What is that glowing thing in front of you? And as you stare at it and, and look more deeply at it, you recognize this. You know what this is. Your crystal. The crystal that keeps you tethered to this world. Of course, it all makes sense. That's right. You came to this world in search of a crystal. To... To do what with, though? Oh, well, no matter. This crystal. It's right here in front of you. Tangible. You can reach out and take it. But wait a second. This crystal doesn't look right at all. No. No, it's all wobbly. It's not geometrical in shape. What's that glowing circle in the middle of it? Why are all the shards spinning around it and shattered? Why is Alexander holding you? Why are you on the ground? Why are you looking up at the sky? What's on my knee? That's right. You notice a sharp, searing pain in your knee. And as you look down, there's a cactus protruding from your knee. How'd that get there? Oh. Oh. I feel my strength. Is it this damn cactus? Or is it the crystal? Sans, Sans, uh, tell me what's wrong. I've never seen this sort of thing before. What is this thing? I, I, uh, something's wrong, Sans. L l look at your hands! Do you look at your what hands? Hand? You look at your hands. And the skeletal bone is still there. But there's something wrong. Something going on with your fingertips. They're glowing purple? No, no. They're disintegrating in a purple light. Small particles are, are, are tethering off of them. I, I, I don't know I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm a magic user, but this is beyond me. What how can I help Sans? What what is this? Well, little buddy. I think my time here's up. I I, I don't understand, Sans. We, we, everything was fine, and, and Tony's now gone, and Vichy is gone. I, 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 I think there's other people in the crowd missing. I don't know. She did something, didn't she? I, I don't understand. Listen, little buddy. Listen, I don't have much time. I'm from another place. I know that for sure. I don't remember much. 
but I know that that crystal has something to do with me being able to be here. And I think it broke. What do you want me to do, Sans? Nobody. Here. Take this. And I give him not only this piece of parchment written upon it is instructions of the crystal but also a crystal separate from the instructions kind of to confuse him he knows the hands and he hands these two things off to Alexander the mystery is yours now what do you want me to do with these? I feel like I've been useless what have I really done? I couldn't even I couldn't even finish the starting start, start, even the dead are more used to me at least they feed the worms don't 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 say things like that Sans no one no one finishes the starting quest and at this point you start to see Alexander start to cry but you don't to be an adventure and with that for once while your joke is funny no one is able to laugh in this situation because that is the last thing that you say and from Alex's perspective all he sees is a flash of purple arcane energy encompass your body and then you are gone and he is holding nothing but the items that you gave him. Back to your perspective, Sans. Everything is dark. But then the darkness turns to a gray. A misty gray, an overcast fog that you remember. Why is it always so cold here? And as this thought enters your head, you are now looking at a forest, surrounded by trees and mist, and always an overcast twilight. Everything here is gray and devoid of beauty, unlike the world that you just came from. And sitting across from you is an all-familiar face. Yes, you've seen this face before many of a time, in your dreams, yeah, in your in your visions and yes even on that fateful day when they used that terrible spell against your tribe it's a feminine face elven like in features but something off darker sinister frightening slightly off their hair goes to their shoulders in red highlights and black jet black smoky hair a small little bird sits on its shoulder they are beautiful in their own right they know how to dress they dress very tapered and very tailored to their body very nice black chain mail a beautifully red censured suit coat Is that a walking cane with a rose on it? It's kind of egregious, but it fits their style. 
They're smiling now and staring at you. You've always found their smile a little bit unsettling. Like, you're not in on part of their joke. But you're always the guy making the jokes. It feels weird to be the one on the outside not telling the joke. They sit down in front of you. You know, Sans, it didn't have to come to this. You could be surrounded by your friends right now. You could be... Maybe the one finishing that quest. But you just kept refusing to talk. And Sans, Sans, Sans. I don't like refusals. I like making plans. So many plans, Sans. Ugh, there's not enough time to fulfill them all. But the plan with you starts now. You see, Sans, I don't need to tell you everything. But what I will tell you, because I know you will fight me otherwise. Your brother is alive. He's been alive. So is your family. For now, all I want to do is talk. The question stands, is are you ready to finally listen? We are going to cut back over to you, Smokey. You make your way over to this hooded figure. As you approach him, he holds up a he holds up a hand and to to tell you to wait. And then uh, you see him point over to a more secluded area, closer to where that tree was that you had climbed earlier. And he starts walking forward to that area. Do you do you follow him over to there? Yeah. Okay. As you as you follow him, uh, you guys make your way around to the back of this tree. More so, it seems like to be out of prying eyes, and uh, you see this this gentleman. At least from what you are able to see of his uh, personage, he takes his uh, he takes his hood off, and you can see that you are looking at a Sans. Um, yes, Sans <laughs> is body swapped for this NPC. Uh, and it completely changes my entire narrative. Uh, you, you are right. No, no, none of none of this happens. He takes, he takes off his hood, and you see that you are staring at an imp folk. At least what you would surmise is an imp folk from what your father has told you in your youth. And he he looks at you, and he smiles, and he says, "Ah, you're the one I've heard so much about. You're Cacta, correct?" Yep. Wonderful. I've been traveling quite some distance to get to you. Given the circumstances of current, I figured finding you would be relatively important. Do you have a few moments to speak? Sure. Wonderful. And I do apologize for the secrecy. Most folks around this area do not... Take kindly to our kind, but I have something for you, Cacta. 
And with that, the object that he is cradling, he moves his cloak aside, and you can see that in his arms is this relatively medium-sized egg. And this egg is glowing, and you recognize this egg immediately as the one that the rabbit Vichy was carrying. And he continues, You see, this egg has always been intended for you. However, it is not ready yet. And I had originally tasked this other... Well, it doesn't matter now, but... In any ways, I want to give you this item. Did someone finally cook the bunny? No. Someone may have cooked the bunny. Possibly. You have the dark humor of your father, I can see. Anyways, please, take this egg as a gesture from the night. Damn you, Bottle. <laughs> from a gesture from, from the night. Damn you, Bottle. <laughs> I'm sorry, this bottle was so loud falling over. The nine, the nine damned bottles. I heard that. I heard that. It, I, I hit it with my elbow and I knocked it over. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. Please accept this item as a gesture of good faith, shall we say, from the nine hells. I do not speak for all of my allegiance, as I am a free demon, if you will. But, either way, I think that this will aid you in your travels. Oh, okay. With that, he hands you this egg. What do you do with this? Do you do you have a bag of holding or anything that you would be able to <laughs> <Nope>. put? <laughs> you ain't ever given me. He sees you trying to, like, stuff <laughs> this into your bag or something, and he's like, oh, actually, oh, that's, that, that's, mm, okay. Here, maybe you might need this. He hands you a smaller bag. He opens it up, and he helps you put the egg into it, and then the egg just disappears. And then he hands this to you, uh, this bag, and he says, This is a bag of holding. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they prove rather useful for objects like this. Um, there are a few stabilizations that I may make you aware of. Every so often, at least once every three days, you will have to find some sort of spring or a uh, natural water source and give this egg a bath and then promptly put it into boiling water. This is something very specific that you will have to do. But other than that, I think you can figure out the rest. You see him You see him pull back a sleeve uh, and uh, look at uh, some sort of timepiece on his arm, uh, and then he says, Well, I have overextended my stay here. You'll be seeing me around, though. Nice to meet you, too. You see him shake his shoulders, and you see his his cloak billow out, and large wings extend in either direction. With one powerful gust and a flap, he shoots off into the sky and gives you a small salute before flying off in the opposite direction of the crowd. With that, what are you? What are you doing now? Well, actually, I had a question outside of that. You said that this. That the egg was always meant for me? Yes, that is what he is saying. Was that the actual original intent for it? The intent has always been a mystery. It keeps changing. Hmm. But so far, yes. So, Alex, ready to go to the library? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose so. I don't really have anything else going on. Actually, 
Hmm. Tell you what, do we still have that, oh, what is it called? Melvis's, Elvis's magical portal house. I, I can't keep up with the names of these spells. The house, the, the teleporting house. Do we still have that? Is that? We should. Okay. Can you summon that? I, I need to do something really quickly. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do so. You summon the portal and the door appears before you. He says, tell you what, if it's okay with you, there, there's just, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Cacta. There's just been a lot to process within the last, even less than an hour. Uh, do you mind if we just kind of take like a quick rest? Just a, you know, just a, a refresher. I don't know, just the sounds of a hot bath and, and maybe some food after losing my best friend. I, I think it, I, I, I think I need that before we proceed on. Is, is that cool with you? Sure. I just thought of something. Is this out of character or in character? This is out of character. Oh, okay, what's up? So you remember how this house is supposed to be able to accommodate like whatever we need, right? Uh, yes. Technically, couldn't I have it set up so that the house has a natural source of water? You probably could, yes. Therefore, that means that I can actually use the house anytime that I actually need to take care of the egg. You have solved my puzzle, damn it. Damn, my puzzle. It was something that even Vichy didn't solve. Yes, yes. Congratulations. That is actually an easier way of managing that. The boiling water should be easy enough. And then the fact that, I mean, I already technically had a forest for a room to begin with. Yeah, and quite frankly, you can change change the uh, spas and stuff that you summon as well as needed. So yes, it would actually make that a very simple process. All right, okay, Smokey. It uh, looks like uh, I, I can see that 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 you're you're on point for today. That's that's two for one. All right. I'm proving that I do pay attention to what's going on. Yes. Meanwhile, meanwhile, some other dimension, my character has used the doorknob and is sitting there in the house. <laughs> Some other just dimension passes. just passes by Sans. Hey, Sans, it just keeps walking. Some some other dimension that is not not part of this reality, but but or or canon, but sure. He probably still has the doorknobs. Right, he that thinks to do that or not someday. Having random cameos wouldn't be that weird. Probably not. Yeah. And my character wouldn't think anything of it either. Just because of like how. Well, I've been with Saiyans longer than anyone else, so I know just how weird he can be. Yeah, it'd just be one of those things like, hey, so yeah, I'm not allowed to, like, directly intervene anymore. <laughs> you know? Stupid fucking wish. <laughs> you know? Anyways, uh, let's get back on, on point, if we don't mind. So... And carrying back on, you guys make your way inside this uh, this mansion. Is there any specific configuration that you set it up, Cacta? Well, since technically I'm going to need the water source, I think that, at least for my room, I'm going to have a forested library with a river running down the middle of it. Okay. Is this a like a warm, like a spa river for the egg, or what are you doing there? I mean, I guess technically that would work. I mean, though, you did say that the egg, after it's been in the river, it's got to be put into the boiling water. 
Yeah, you know, honestly, you could you could probably do either. I'll give you that one. You could you could literally, if you have a spa, you could basically compensate for both of those things. Because okay, re- yeah, really, sure. you're just giving it, trying to get it clean and give it a bath, basically. And then, as long as it's like reaches a low rumble of a boiling, then you should be fine. Then sure. Okay, so you begin prepping the egg to uh, to do that. Do I recognize what type of egg this is? You do not. You haven't heard anything from your father's teachings or anything that would indicate what this is. Whatever this thing is, um, you can tell that based upon like just certain types of markings and things of that nature, it is from the Nine Hells. Uh, you do know that, but it doesn't have any specific like identifiers that would tell you like what level of the Nine Hells or you know who would would own such a thing. Or even, like, uh, it doesn't even really kind of come across to you, like, where this would have originated from. So, you do know that whatever whatever this thing is, it has probably taken a lot of great work to get it to you, though. I only ask, because I know that certain mythical creatures, eggs, can't be around certain different materials, yada yada. There's much more stipulations than just keeping it clean. Oh yeah, and and, and uh, as as I said, there's there is more stipulations than just that. Well, I know what a book I'm looking for in the library. Then yeah, you might. Yeah, that's right. You did have a library thing that you were doing, correct? Well, I have a library in my room. Plus, if I can't find anything on it in there, we already had plans to check out the basement of the library. Honestly, I feel like something like a book that happens to talk about the egg that I have would probably be hidden somewhere in the basement. So I'm going to say that you spend this time searching through your library, trying to find information on this item. I'm going to pan over to Alex. So in this scene... By the way, I decided to roll Perception to see if I could find a book. I rolled a nat 20. Okay. I think yeah, that was a net 20 plus the six. Wonderful. So. I will come back to you with that. We're going to pan over to Alex. Uh, as as I've stated before, and, and I'll just make it known again, each user of this, of this room, even if you enter in together, can kind of change their own room as they see fit. You see Alex open up a door. He steps inside this dark room. And there's no light in this room, but you see him close the door relatively heavily and walk towards a dimly lit center of the room where you can see that there is what I would only describe as like a meditation pillow. It's a kind of a big, just fluffy floor pillow. And you see him start to head over there, but then on second thought, I go over to another dark area of the room and you hear the telltale sign of the match being lit and then him lighting a candle and then bring it back over to this said pillow. And there's a small little altar in front of this. And he sets this candle down on top of it. And as the smoke fills the room and this area is illuminated a little bit by this candle, you see him sit down heavily. And you see him take a deep breath. If you're out there, things have really gone to shit. And that's putting it lightly. I'm no stranger to losing those around me, but having them wished away as if they were just never there, that's a 
special type of feeling that I've never felt before. Whoever this Botrix lady is in relation to you, Master, I assure you I'm on no allegiance with her. I don't know why you aren't returning any of my... messages, if you will, but... if you are out there, I sense I'm going to need a lot more help from you than was originally in our deal. And as he opens his eyes and looks around, he sees that one of his pockets is glowing. And he says, Ah, that's, that's strange. And he reaches in and uh, pulls out of his cloak this rock that was handed to him by Sands in the final moments. He says, uh, Wait a second. This... Hmm. This banishment rune. I recognize this sigil. And you see the rune glows. And it illuminates Alex's face. And you see his eyes kind of light up in surprise. And he says, Master? And with that, we are going to pan back over to you, Smokey. And... With a nat 20, here's what I will say. You were just kind of going through books, and one book stands out in particular to you. As you go to reach for it, you feel like there is some sort of animated, like some, some sort of some presence there. Uh, and you instinctively kind of stop reaching for it as this book almost kind of just shoots out of this bookcase and turns the pages to you and kind of opens its binding covers and starts snapping in your direction and you hear small barking sounds and you kind of have to like jump back a little bit to avoid being bit by this thing but you can tell that on the cover of this it reads a simple guide to the nine hells we are going to jump back to you sans the plan with you starts now. You see, Sans, I don't need to tell you everything. But what I will tell you, because I know you will fight me otherwise. Your brother is alive. He's been alive. So is your family. For now, all I want to do is talk. But the question, Sans, is are you ready to finally listen? What do you say, Sans? <laughs> Editor, we've lost Sans. He has run away. <laughs> what? what? Sans. Sans? Are you serious? You, you're in the middle of my monologue. You're just going to just, what? Just try and poof away? I'm not doing this. Not this time. Absolutely not. And with this, the now alone character stands up. And they are pissed. You see literal fire coming out of their eyes. As they angrily 
take their cane with the rose on it and they whip it around in the air. And all of a sudden, everything around them changes. This whole scene changes to, well, I'm sorry, viewer, listener. I don't know how to describe what you would be witnessing right now. Breaking in the fabrics of time, a hellscape, smoke, fire, water. Nothing makes sense right now. It's unnarratable. I can't even say the words. But what I can tell you, listener, wherever you are, this is true chaos. It's like looking into the pits of hell and it's staring back at you. Everything in this area is like everything and nothing at the same time. Everything that's been written and everything that's been unwritten at the same time. Water, death, life, fire, nothingness. But out of all of this craziness, there is Sands, at home amidst all of the chaos. Where is he going? Who knows? He seems to just be casually walking away. And then he's not. And then he's being turned around. And then everything that is and was has been snapped back into reality. But now, we're no longer in the forest. No, where is this? You don't recognize it, Sans. Everything's white. Everything's very geometrical, like inside of a cube. Why is the light so bright here? It's almost blinding to look at. It, you can't really look anywhere. Everything is just so blindingly white. It's unnatural. All right, let's try this again. This time in my own location. And now you're sitting in a chair, Sans, but you can't move. Your hands are stuck to the chair, almost like you're a part of it. In front of you is a casual little glass coffee table. All of a sudden, tea appears, but not for your side, only for the host. And then all of a sudden, no pour has been made, but he is holding a cup of tea, and he is staring at you with those cold eyes, now more fiery than the last time. Oh, you can tell he's not happy. But he sips his tea calmly. Such stark energies fighting against each other, it's unsettling. So, Sans, he says in between the sips, are you ready to talk? Can I, can Sans reach down to pick up his own glass of tea? No tea has been served to you, and you cannot move. Well, I was kind of thinking that then the camera would fall on my hand, and as the camera comes back up, I'm wearing sunglasses, and I have a long, dark coat on. And Sam says... As this is the DM interrupting your narration. Right. 
all of this is happening in your mind on how you're playing out this scene. You're like, oh, yeah, got to get some sunglasses, going to reach for some tea, going to do this really nice kind of comedic setup. But none of that actually happens. You're not in control here. Well, that's what's unsettling. Very well. It seems my abilities do not work in this realm. Where is my brother? Ah, <sighs> finally. We're getting somewhere. I will say you take after your father in that way. Hard to talk to the man. It's very annoying. And with that, he sets down his teacup. And he says, Yes. He is well. He's been well. In fact, he works for me. You see, Sans, if you had just listened, this could have all been a lot more easier. But you have to just make things so hard on yourself. So, the terms of our arrangement. Where to begin? Well, I suppose like any plan, it starts at the beginning. <sighs> you see, Sans, I've never wanted to harm you. In fact, quite the opposite. All I want is for you to take the rightful throne. So, Sans, let's cut to the chase. All I want is for you to hear out what I have to offer you. Your brother heard me out, and now he works for me. Unlike your father, I want to at least be heard out. Can you give that to me? Very well. Just one thing. I will only listen if you allow me to move. I must at least have that. I'll meet you halfway. Your arms. And with that, you can now move your arms. Uh, and I materialize a cup of tea and begin drinking with him. When the host doesn't serve the tea, the guest must get it themselves. I like it. It's funny. Well, let's begin. And with that, we slowly pan out of this room. Out a window. And we're now overlooking where this world truly is. Well, listener, I can tell you, it's nowhere. All that I can see is a little square white box. Outside of that is nothingness. Inky, black, voidless nothingness. And so, it is at this point that we must ask the question, where do we go from here? Where does the story go when 
All of the heroes have been wished away. Is there truly anything left for the narrators to even narrate on? What is my purpose now? Well, you see, listener, whether there are heroes or not, this story still must go on because it is still being written. Maybe this is just a couple of blank pages. But, wait a second. All the heroes have been wished away. Well, <laughs> ain't that a technicality? This isn't a period, this is a comma. You see, listener, not all stories have heroes. Sometimes, it just takes the person to be in the right place. And that is where we will end our session. All right, wow. You know what? I like this new direction. I think this is, I think this is going to be really interesting. Does anybody, this is something new that I'm going to ask you guys. Is there anything that any of you guys would like to plug before we close to our closing credits? Uh, Smokey, I think you had mentioned something about doing Twitch streaming and things of that nature. Is there anything that you want to plug? No. Don't have anything, no. No. I haven't. Mm -mm. Okay. May have been someone else. Maybe that was somebody else. But, uh. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? Uh, Mike, I know you've been quiet for a while, um, just pondering the, the, the death of your character and all. Just just an extensious uh, crisis. Have, have, you, have you played it for, for Smokey? No, I don't have a way to play recordings back to people, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I do. Well, actually, uh, I do. I do have a way, but it, I have I can send that to you later, Smokey. Before I end yeah, the recording... It, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I totally... It's totally a rip on Infinity Wars. Mm. I don't feel so well, Mr. Stark. <laughs> Tony, Tony, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> but in all my, I, I guess in all seriousness, though, what is your guys' thoughts? This is, uh, this of course is going to be the main reason why I'm doing this. Is this is the official end of uh, season one? So I guess my question for you guys is, what is your thoughts so far on the campaign, the directions? Just kind of overall, do, do we have any thoughts, feelings? I think I think it should have ended with us turning the shoes in, but <laughs> the 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 real question. <laughs> Really I'm does sure ask. Shoes probably got stolen again. You, you know, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I have no idea what character even has those shoes anymore. Were they wished away, or the, do you even have? Them? Something you meant said. You did say that all magic items. Oh, no magic. you know, Mike. I never thought about that. So that means. <laughs> the slippers no longer have. Oh my god! I did in all of the writing. I never thought. Okay, there's there's some things that I do write, and that this was one of those things I had to write the speech for this character. And I did not think of that. So you know what, audience? It at the end of the day, <laughs> the concluding statement before we end this episode is that the first quest well, doesn't matter. The the first quest doesn't matter. The first quest just doesn't matter. No no one gives a shit. All right, thanks, guys. Died of a heart attack. <laughs> 
the queen was on magical life support and she died when the <laughs> when the spell when the um wish happened. All right, guys, let me go ahead and exit us out. Uh, guys, at, at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the first beginning of the of the series, if, if you guys are lost at this point, if you guys are still going back to episode one, don't worry about it. It doesn't, nothing matters. At the end of the day, you know, where are we going on this adventure? I don't know, but... So many people leave at this point that <laughs> we've had to adjust ourselves. Thank you to anyone who actually stayed with us throughout this entire thing. You guys have, are the best. Yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in and, and um, subscribing to what we do here. Uh, again, we are very thankful for you. Um, without further ado, my name is Kaiser Stardust, and thank you for listening to Season 1 of Elsewhere. Goodbye!